fantasy football the football segment of our fantasy fanatics podcast i'll be your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate mate and terry what's up guys what's up yo what's up all right in today's episode uh we're just going to jump right into talking about the julio jones trade to the tennessee titans we'll break that down give our reactions to that and then to finish off the episode, we'll dive into our top 12 defensive team rankings for fantasy football for the 2021 season. So I guess let's just hop right into it. Uh, we'll start with talking about Julio Jones. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons traded Julio Jones on Sunday to the Tennessee Titans. And the total deal pretty much included a sixth round pick and Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans for a second round pick and a fourth round pick. The second is in 2022. The fourth is in 2023. And the sixth is also in 2023. So, um, yeah, uh, just looking at Julio's contract, um, $15.3 million for 2021, and then whatever is left in the, the two years of his contract. So the, all of that is going to Tennessee. So, Terry, I'm going to start with you. I know we talked about the Patriots and the Titans as the two destinations he wanted to go to. Ultimately, he gets traded to the Tennessee Titans. Just what are your thoughts on the deal? It's a great deal for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you just got another playmaker, so Ryan Tannehill can get more options in his offense. I mean, you have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. That should be a recipe to win the salad for the AFC. Having said that, we don't know just yet if they're unfortunately going to be a wild card team if this whole chemistry thing doesn't work out. But with that talent, you should be able to win the South uh, decisively. Yeah, I mean, they clearly have the best offense in the AFC South, no question about it. The only question is whether their defense can sort of perform at the level required. But I mean, Mike Rabel is a defensive oriented coach. So I mean, I wouldn't, you know, put them out of the question uh, in terms of being a good defensive team. Uh, Mette, let me just jump to you on this trade. Um, I know that uh, we, uh, once again, yeah, we talked about, um, i I believe last episode or the episode before about potential landing spots for Julio and he ends up going to the Titans, which is one of the spots we talked about. Um, I guess, what do you think of, I guess, his value to both the team and I guess his value in fantasy football? Um, like Terry said, this is a great deal for the Titans. Uh, I believe his uh, Julio Jones's value himself will kind of drop because the Titans like to run a lot and, I believe that Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. And I think this would help uh, Tannehill's um, fantasy value, actually, now that he has a better um, weapon. And I know I said that the Titans like running, but I feel like with the acquisition of Julio Jones, they should start throwing more. Yeah, I definitely think that he lands in a spot where maybe his quarterback doesn't throw the ball as much as Matt Ryan. But I do think Tannehill is a pretty effective quarterback in his own right. I mean, he's very good with his legs as well. So that's one thing they can factor in on the play action and so on. Um, Nate, just getting to you, I guess, just give me your thoughts on the trade. I know we definitely talked up New England quite a bit. We also talked up Tennessee. I guess just how do you feel with him going to the Titans? Um, well, I mean, I guess it's pretty good for both sides, especially for the Titans. Obviously, it's a steal. Um, it's, I feel like I'm not really too sure why the Falcons decided to go ahead with this trade, but I guess we'll have to see in the future how it unfolds. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like the Tennessee was just missing that like premier wide out on the outside to compliment AJ Brown. I feel like they lost that when they uh, didn't re-sign Corey Davis in the off season. Uh, I feel like that uh, even though Josh Reynolds is decent, he's not the answer. Um, I definitely think that this was the right move for them um, with what they gave up. It wasn't too bad, but I guess considering his contract and his age, uh, it, I think the deal is pretty fair on both ends. I mean, um, I'm not going to knock Atlanta for doing it. It's clear that Julio and the Falcons were headed for a divorce and they made it happen sooner rather than later. They didn't let it carry on similar to situations like Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. So 
Um, yeah, good on the Falcons. And I think Julio landed in one of the spots that he, he really wanted to. And uh, I think he'll be a pretty good uh, wide receiver this year. I think I should have him in my top 12 for half point PPR. I mean, even with AJ Brown there, I think AJ Brown's value drops a little bit with Julio coming there, but I don't think Julio's value, um, you know, gets diminished at all. Cause I feel like that, I mean, he's one of the best uh, wide out playmakers in the league, uh, big bodied wide receivers, you really can't do anything about him in terms of one-on-one coverage. You got to double him up usually. So I I think he'll find a way to produce for himself either way. So um, yeah, I think it was a a great trade overall. And I think we can just move into our uh, defense rankings uh, for fantasy football. Uh, We just ranked our top 12 since most squads in standard leagues only carry uh, about one defense. So I think top 12 is justified. Obviously, we can talk about sleepers and stuff at the end. But, um, Nate, I'm going to start with you here. Uh, What are your top three defenses heading into this year's fantasy season? Well, I think it's going to be a little controversial, but I think Tampa Bay Colts and Saints would potentially be uh, top three, mainly because of their schedules. Um, I think both Tampa Bay Colts and Saints, they had, I think, close – I think they were all top 10 in defense or top 12 in defense last year. And they have a much easier, well, Tampa Bay especially has a much easier schedule. So they have a chance to, I guess, jump for the top um, spot and kind of similar situation for the Colts and Saints. Yeah. I think that strength of schedule is very important when it comes to ranking defenses. Um, And then, you talked about those three teams. They all have playmakers on the defense that can contribute to sacks and interceptions as well. So I think that definitely factors into it. Um, Terry, let me just get your thoughts on who your top three defenses are this year. Top three defenses going into next season have to be uh, the Los Angeles Rams, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Washington football team. When you look at Washington, not Washington, when you look at the LA Rams, I mean, they don't have the depth compared to most of the top five defenses in the league, but it doesn't usually matter when you have one of the most disruptive defensive players in this NFL. Uh, Aaron Donald is just a freak of nature. You basically got to put two offensive linemen on him majority of the time uh, when you watch uh, videotape in the trenches. And having said that, uh, you also got guys like Leonard Floyd who have wonderful careers when Aaron Donald has to be respected with double and triple teams in the offensive trenches. Having said that, you also got a star cornerback known as Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. And with the new defensive coordinator, I believe name is Raheem Morris, I feel like the Rams will be one of the better defenses. And I believe their strength is schedules around probably the top 10. With the Steelers, on the other hand, yes, everyone complains saying they're a paperweight contender going into last year near the end of the season, but remember, they didn't have the official buy. Having said that, you got guys like TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward, Stefan, I apologize for butchering a lot of names this episode, but Twit, I believe. Uh, this Steelers defense can still be a top three defense in the league. The reason why I didn't put them at first is when you look at fantasy, a majority of the time, the top defense does not finish in first in back-to-back years. So this is the reason why I have them outside the top uh, being the top defense. Washington football team, on the other hand, these guys are just coming out of nowhere right now. And with second overall draft pick Chase Young, everyone is starting to take notice. Along with guys like Montez Sweet, Sweat and Jonathan Allen, this front four is dangerous. And their secondary gets a boost too with former Bengal Jonathan, not Jonathan, William Jackson. And with guys like Kendall Fuller that are still currently on the team. You also got guys like Bobby McCain that signed in the offseason at safety, and they used the first-round draft pick on, I believe, Jamin Davis, and apparently he had, like, over 100 tackles in 10 games. So you got to be aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, those defenses are really solid. I'm actually surprised that uh, both of you had actually three different teams there at the top. Um, there is a lot of parity heading into this coming fantasy season in terms of defenses. Uh, you almost can't go wrong with any of the top 10 or top 12. Um, any one of them could finish inside the top five this year. Uh, Mete, let me get to you for your top three. 
All right, so my one and two are the same as Nate's. I have Tampa Bay at one, Indianapolis at two, and my third place is the Washington football team. Uh, Tampa Bay, like Nate was saying, they have the second easy schedule, so that's working in their favor. They got great defensive players like Ndamukong Suh, Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, Shaquille Barrett, Levante David, Antoine Winfield. So they got a lot of depth in the defense position, and they are, I believe they're in one of the easier divisions in the league. So they're going to be playing teams like the Saints twice, the Falcons, now that they don't have Julio, they become an easy easier matchup. And then uh, they also have the Panthers. So that's also an, another easy matchup for them. Uh, I know their special teams was ranked 23rd last year for uh, Rick Goslin, who works for Sports Illustrated, but I feel like their defense is just too good to not have a number one. Uh, my second team is Indianapolis Colts. They got the fourth easiest schedule, so the schedule is also working in their favor. They got guys like DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard, Xavier Rhodes, uh, great defensive players. They're also in one of the easier divisions, I believe, with the Texans, Jaguars. Those are like two easy wins I feel like they should get, or four easy wins since they played them twice. And then they also have the Titans, which is a harder matchup. Uh, they got a great special teams unit as well. They were ranked number four. Uh, all of my special teams rankings are going to be based off uh, Rick Goslin from Sports Illustrated. So he had them ranked number four. And they have nine Hines returning their punts. So if you're looking to draft him, this is like another extra reason to draft them, I guess. And then my third team is the Washington football team. Like Terry was saying, they came out of nowhere last year. He also said that they have a great front four, which I also believe in. Uh, they have the 11th easiest schedule, so kind of like middle of the pack. Uh, they were in the weakest division last season, so they got that going in their favor. They're going to be playing the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Eagles twice. Uh, and then, like Terry said, they got – Chase Young, Monte Sweat, Landon Collins, Kendall Fuller. They have a great defense. So the only thing against them is their special teams is ranked 25th. Yeah, for sure. I think special teams is definitely something that we should be looking at is it definitely contributes to fantasy points on the defense, whether it's blocked kicks, uh, what, whatever it might be. Uh, any type of turnovers on special teams, that's all contributed to uh, team defenses and fantasy. So definitely something to take a look at. Uh, uh, one stat that I generally like to use um, when I'm ranking defenses is points allowed. I feel like that if you're a defense uh, from a really good team and you're winning a lot of games, uh, sometimes they're high scoring games, but usually you will um, have a defense that's not going to allow a lot of points. So that's definitely something I've taken into consideration. But when I was ranking uh, my top three, I have Pittsburgh, the LA Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, for Pittsburgh and the LA Rams, I will start with Pittsburgh. Uh, they were involved in a lot of low scoring games last season. Obviously, when you're not allowing a lot of points, um, you're going to be in position uh, to get a lot of fantasy points. Um, I know they put up 182 fantasy points in 2019 and then 148 uh, in 2020. So definitely uh, they were a top three defense uh, last year in fantasy. Um, yeah, I mean, their defense is just loaded. Um, guys like Cameron Hayward, Stefan Tua, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick. And I mean, you can just go down the list. They have a really solid defense. Um, honestly, uh, guys like Deontay Johnson returning um, punts and all that. I mean, he, he's really solid. He's very elusive. One of the best route runners in the league. Um, yeah, this uh, defense and special teams looks really solid. Um, they were leading heading into the last week of the season, but then the LA Rams did pass them in fantasy points. And that's why I have the LA Rams uh, at number two. Um, they were also one of the teams involved in a lot of low scoring games last season. Um, like I mentioned, low scoring games contributes to good defensive totals in fantasy. So definitely uh, something to look at. Uh, just listing off some of the names on their defense. Obviously, Aaron Donald is the main guy there. But, I mean, they got guys like Leonard Floyd, 
I mean, Jordan Fuller, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, there's just so many guys. They have the best punter in the league, in my eyes, uh, Johnny Hecker. Um, I mean, when you're consistently pinning teams at the one or inside the 10, I, I mean, it's going to be really tough for them to score on you. So I think that definitely benefits the Rams a lot. Obviously, their schedule might be a little tougher being in the NFC West, but um, I think that they were even able to limit teams like the Seahawks and the Cardinals in terms of points scored. So definitely um, the Rams should be a top three team on defense in my eyes. And then um, just looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously we saw what they did in the playoffs. And, and I mean, in the season, they were involved in some high scoring games. That's one of the only issues I have with them. Their schedule could have made me put them at number one, but I'm just a little bit concerned with some of the scoring uh, that they allowed last season. Obviously, a lot of playmakers on that team, Shaq Barrett, Ndamukong Sue, uh, Vita Vea, I mean, Antoine Whitfield, um, Devin White, Levante David. I mean, I can just keep going on and on. They have a lot of playmakers there on the defense. Um, they consistently cover some of the top wideouts in football. Um, and yeah, like one of you mentioned, Tampa Bay's schedule, is just very favorable. So I have them at number three, uh, Terry, let me get to you now, uh, for your four to six. I believe around four to six, I had, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think I had Tampa Bay, the Ravens and surprisingly the Broncos with the Bucks. I mean, you guys already put the nail on the head and Nathan said it last episode. Uh, I believe the commissioner just gave the champs the easiest schedules out of most defending champs. And with that being said, they're just trying to make a back-to-back -back championship run. Uh, Antoine Winfield is going to be a year wiser. Vita Vey, hopefully he avoids uh, another injury. And I mean, you guys already mentioned most of the playmakers on the defense, so I basically don't really have to mention it. And keep in mind, they have, I believe, the 29th uh, toughest schedule in the league. So that's probably basically a bottom three uh, record that they're going to have to go against. With the Ravens, I mean, Matt Judon and I believe Yannick, uh, what's his name? Yannick in Gakwe. In Gakwe. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, left this past offseason. So having said that, they're going to have to rely on the blitz a lot more to help out the secondary. Um, I mean, for the past couple of years, most people were saying it's the scheme that's helped out the Ravens in the past. Uh, but now they're about to find out. Uh, you do have guys like Classics Campbell, Brandon Williams, and I believe Derek Wolf, his name is. They're wonderful uh, rushes, so hopefully they can still keep it up. With the Broncos, on the other hand, I mean, Von Miller is still there. And with him and Bradley Shubb, I feel like they're one of the better pass rushing combos in the league. Broncos have a lot of talent in the front seven with guys like Shelby Harris as well. And the secondary players like Patrick Sutton II that got drafted and Kyler Fuller, those are just two of the cornerbacks on this team. And I feel like there's two other guys that can play uh, starting positions as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you said that... Uh... Was it Ravens were five and Broncos were six? Yeah, so um, definitely uh, two strong defenses there. Obviously, at Tampa Bay at number four. Um, Mete, let me just get to you now. Um, I guess who are your next three uh, defenses? All right, so fourth, I have the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they got the seventh easy schedule, and I'm really high on them this year. Uh, I believe they have one of the best secondaries in the league, guys like Byron Jones. They picked up Jason McCourty, and they have Xavier Howard leading interception uh, last season, and who led the league in interception, sorry, I phrased that terribly, uh, last season. And then they were also ranked seventh in special teams, so they have a great special teams unit, and their punt returner and kick returner is Jakeem Grant, so if you're looking to draft him, Here's an extra reason why. Uh, my fifth team is Buffalo. Uh, they have the 10th easiest schedule, uh, reigning AFC East champs. Uh, I believe they have one of the best safety combos in the league with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Uh, they also have Tre Davis White, 
Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, that's a great linebacker combo as well. And they did lack in quarterback pressure last year, so I'm hoping they'll pick up on that. And then they had the eighth uh, best special teams unit. And then my sixth uh, ranked defense is the New England Patriots. So I have three straight AFC East teams. Uh, they got the 15th hardest schedule. Um, guys like Kyle Van Noy, Dante Hightower, that's a nice linebacker combo there. Casey Jackson, Devin McCourty, Stephon Gilmore, that's also a great secondary. Uh, and they had the best-ranked special team, so that's also a great uh, positive to have for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, yeah, New England's definitely getting healthier this season, and I guess the AFC East is a little bit more wide open than I guess people are expecting. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Some good defenses there. And Nate, uh, let me get to you for your four to six defenses for fantasy. So my four to six is Washington, Pittsburgh and the Rams. Um, Washington, I believe they were top five last year and they're right in the middle in terms of strength of schedule. I think they're tied with another team for 15th. So um, they also have a pretty high ceiling in terms of defense. So I think they should be able to keep that fourth um, spot going forward. And for Pittsburgh, um, as I guess as strong as that team is, I think their defense was ranked number one last season. And they were the leaders in like multiple categories, but um, their schedule is just looking like really tough. I think they face the Bills the first week. They face the Packers. They face the Broncos. And apparently um, Aaron Rodgers might get traded to the Broncos. I think that's like a rumor. So either way, they're facing Aaron Rodgers. They're facing the Seahawks, the Browns two times, the Ravens two times. They're facing the Chargers. Um, they're facing the Titans with Julio Jones. They're facing the Chiefs. So they really have their work out, their work cut out for them. Um, are they top five? Most likely still, just because they're so good at defense. They're called Blitzburg for a reason, so they're going to show us why. And honestly, they also have one of the highest ceilings out of all the defensive teams. They could easily be first, but the schedule is just kind of uh, making me look um, kind of concerned for drafting them at first, just in case they don't hit that first again. And the Rams, that's kind of like a similar situation there. I think they, there were also um, leaders for multiple categories as well. I think they, I think in terms of, uh, I think yards allowed, they were one of the lowest, if not the lowest as well. So that's always a good thing. And they're one of the leaders for sacks as well, which is also really good. It's like, a really good combination, but it's kind of a similar situation as the Steelers. Um, they're in a tough division, so we'll see. Um, we'll have to see how um, far to their potential they can play. And yeah, that's my four to six. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely having um, top end defensive players like TJ Watt and Aaron Donald make Pittsburgh and LA definitely top contenders in terms of uh, defensive teams uh, for my four to six. I'm going to start with the Baltimore Ravens at number four. I mean, this team has just been so consistent in fantasy football over the years, 2019, 154 points, 2020, 141 points. This team's most likely going to be a playoff team. The defense is so solid uh, guys. I think someone mentioned Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, Clias Campbell, Patrick Queen, Tyus Bowser, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey. I mean, this defense is just loaded i know they did lose matt judon but i think they have enough depth to cover up for the uh their loss of him so uh, i'm not concerned at all with this baltimore team they should be a top five defense once again in fantasy football um and then at number five i have the indianapolis colts their schedule is pretty favorable um and I know that they they did lose some playmakers on the defense. Like I believe uh, Danico Autry is gone. Um, a couple other players are gone as well. But uh, I still really like what their defense brings to the table. I mean, they drafted Quiddy Pay. Obviously, you should slide right in there at defensive end to replace um, Autry. I mean, they have DeForest Buckner. They have Darius Leonard, Julian Blackman, Xavier Rhodes, Kenny Moore, and so on. So, I mean, they do have some playmakers there. Um 
uh, they will have four pretty easy matchups in their division, uh, like Mete was saying, um, with the Texans and the Jaguars. Um, outside of that, um, they're definitely going to need to sort of have a breakout if I'm going to, I guess, move them any higher, because right now I feel comfortable with the four teams I have ahead of them. Um, and then at number six, I also have New England. I believe, Mete, you also had them. At number six, I just feel like this team is going to be healthier this year. You mentioned a lot of the playmakers on the defense. We talked about Matt Judon. Um, we talked about guys like Kyle Van Noy coming back, Dante Hightower, J.C. Jackson, Devin McCourty, and Stefan Gilmore, among others. Uh, this defense is loaded up front, down the middle, and in the secondary. Um, they allowed some of the fewest points. They also had 232 fantasy points in 2019. That's insane. Uh, they, they put up an insane amount of points per game uh, that year. Last year, they dropped to 108, even with all the injuries, still putting up over 100 fantasy points. There's nothing to sleep uh, on. And I think that um, you said their special teams was ranked number one by Sports Illustrated. I mean, Gunnar Oshesky is one of the best uh, returners in, in the league. Uh, Jake Bailey, top five punter in the league. Nick Folk is a pretty consistent uh, kicker as well. Um I mean, I guess you can be very confident with the Patriots heading into your fantasy season. And uh, Terry, let me get to your seven to nine. About seven and nine, I had the 49ers, the Bills, and the Colts. With the Niners, I mean, this team's front seven is a scary sight. Having said that, the team's negative, negative spot is its depth, I believe. And with that being said, the team's pass rush with guys like Nick Bosa, D Fords, and I believe his name is Arnick. Armstead, when you have guys like those in your pass rush rotation on the edges as well, uh, it's going to be a scary sight. And then some people argue that Fred Warner is one of the better linebackers in the league. And you also got Javon Kinlaw at defensive tackle. Having said this, I mean, we've seen what this uh, front seven and not even front seven, the front four did to the Kansas City Chiefs in that Super Bowl. So just pay attention to this team on defense this upcoming year when they're healthy. Uh, with the Bills, on the other hand, I mean, there's a lot of young talent. AJ, as far as I believe his name is, Gregory Russo and Carlos Basham Jr. They all represent the youth and the depth that these guys have. They also have Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison on the edges still, so you may see a big defensive and uh, rotation down in Buffalo. Let's not forget the Buffalo's Bills still got Tredavious White at cornerback and Micah Hyde in the safety position. And let's not forget as well at the linebacker position, forgive me, Tremaine Edmonds. With the Colts, the Forrest Buckner is probably the biggest key point in this defense. Yes, a lot of younger players are going to have to be relied upon. Guys like Quiddy Pay, as James mentioned, I believe, and several other players are starting at starting roles. For example, Isaac Rochelle and I believe Ty Quan Lewis. They just signed Xavier Rhodes, as mentioned a ton of times, and they still got Darius Leonard. Uh, forgive me, Xavier Rhodes, and they still have Darius Leonard. Yeah, for sure. Definitely some formidable defenses there. I mean, um, just judging by some of the rankings here, I mean, we're all over the place with these defenses with how we feel. So I think there are a lot of solid rosters. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you for your seven to nine. All right. So my seventh ranked defense is Los Angeles Rams. I know you guys are really high on them. I just dropped them down because uh, their schedule is kind of hard. They have the 12th hardest schedule. Uh, like you guys are talking about, they have Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, great defensive player. So they could have the sacks leader in Aaron Donald and the interceptions leader in Jalen Ramsey easily. And they have the 30th ranked special team. So that's not working in their favor. And the reason, another reason why I have them so low is because they're playing in the NFC West, I think. Uh, they got teams like San Francisco, Seattle, and Arizona twice. So, I mean, all four of their teams in the division could be playoff teams easily. And then following up, number eight is another NFC West team, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I also dropped them down because their schedule is kind of rough, 13 party schedule. Like we were saying, they have a great defensive line and Nick Bosa, Eric Armstrong, Deep Ward, and uh, 
pretty good cornerback in Jason Ray. Uh, they also have a rough uh, special teams. They were ranked 27th. And um, like I was saying, they're playing in a, probably the hardest division in the NFC West. And then number nine, I have Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you guys are high on them. I'm kind of low on them this year. They have the hardest schedule. We were talking about their pass rushers, CJ Watt, Cameron Hayward. They got a good uh, linebacker in Devin Bush, Joe Hayden, Nico Fitzpatrick. They also have a great secondary. And their punt returner, Deontay Johnson, could make some noise. Uh, they were ranked 18th in the special teams. And like I said, I'm only low on them because their schedule is the hardest this year. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that that's something to take into consideration. And um, I guess, Nate, just getting to you uh, on your seven to nine, who do you have? So my for my seven to nine, I have uh, Miami, the 49ers, and the Ravens. Um, for Miami, um, they also have a lot of potential. Um, they have a really favorable schedule this year. Um, I think they were um, one of the leaders in terms of turnovers. Um, they get a lot of interceptions, which is uh, really good, especially this year. And um, yeah, I guess based on that and their um, based on that and their strength of schedule, I think they should be seventh, if maybe higher. But I just had to put them on seventh. Um, 49ers, I put them at eighth. I think they were seventh last year. Um, again, I, the, I think they were fifth in terms of yards allowed. Um, yeah, they were like one of the leaders in terms of yards allowed, if I remember correctly. Um, and I think that was also with a roster that wasn't fully healthy. So, um, their roster should be fully healthy this year and they should be able to do a lot better, but they're also in a very tough division. Um, I think believe with the Rams and uh, with the Seahawks. So it's going to be pretty tough, but um, we'll see how far they can go. And I guess uh, the Ravens at ninth, um, I'm just kind of concerned about their passing defense um, in terms of their, their line, their line's really good, but, I'm just not too sure about their passing defense. So I'll put them at ninth. Right, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, definitely looking at some of the teams that you have here. It's a lot of consensus among us. It's just uh, in a, a different order, obviously. Um, I guess for number seven, I'm going to have the Washington football team. I believe they were a top five fantasy defense last season. Um, I believe they had 127 fantasy points. They were up by almost 30 points from the season before, actually over 30 points. I mean, this defense is very young. They're getting very good too. I mean, uh, having Chase Young there, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, obviously their safeties, Cameron Curl and Landon Collins, really solid. Jimmy Moreland and Kendall Fuller there at corner. So, I mean, we really can't sleep on this defense. They're really solid. They put a lot of pressure on the defending champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. Um, they're another one of those teams that plays a lot of low scoring games. So that's definitely something favorable for fantasy in terms of not allowing points. Uh, for number eight, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they definitely could be a top three defense. I'm just unsure how they're going to play coming out uh, from their injury riddled season. I mean, they were solid the year before having 163 fantasy points, which was only second to New England that year. But then they dropped all the way to only 90 fantasy points. So I have to be a little bit conservative with them, not ranking them inside the top five. But I mean, they have a lot of play playmakers on the defense. Guys like Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. Uh, Jason Verrett, um, Dante Johnson, and, and others. And I mean, uh, Richard Sherman might even return as well. So if he does, I'll definitely be a boost to their secondary. I mean, um, this team's great at creating turnovers, getting sacks, interceptions. So definitely a team that can't be slept on heading into the 2021 season. Um, and then at number nine, I have the New Orleans Saints. I know um, not everyone is high on the Saints this year, but uh, this team is very well coached. Um, they are usually a top 10 defense every single year. Guys like Cameron Jordan, um, I mean, uh, Demario Davis, 
Uh, just going down the list, Marcus Williams, Marshawn Lattimore, Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, this defense is really solid, especially that secondary. And um, I guess this is another one of those teams that doesn't play too many high-scoring games. They tend to keep uh, the scoring down, which is a, a good thing for fantasy. Definitely can cause a lot of turnovers. Guys like Cam Jordan and Demario Davis with the sacks. Um, definitely a defense uh, that you can't sleep on. So I do have them at number nine. All right, let's just get into the 10 to 12 defenses now. Terry, I'm going to start with you. Uh, who do you have at 10 to 12? 10 to 12, I believe I had the Patriots, the Dolphins, and Saints. Patriots, I just put here because I know you're a Pats fan out of all of us. I also keep them above the Finns and the Saints just because of their offseason. I mean, Matthew Judon, Kyle Van Noy, Devon Godshow. I believe they also signed probably Christian Barmore as well. And let's not forget, they also have guys like Stephon Gilmore, Dante Hightower, and I think Devin McCourtney still on the team. Uh, having said that, the Dolphins, uh, they're going to have to rely on Emmanuel Ogbe, I believe, and Jalen Phillips in the pass rush. Jalen Phillips did have a couple of medical flags, but if he does turn out to be a healthy defensive lineman, he's going to be the best out of this draft class when it comes to the pass rush. They also drafted Javon Holland, I believe, who could play probably anywhere in the secondary, but that's up to Flores down in Miami to figure out. With the Saints, I mean, I feel like they're just not going to give up just due to the fact that they do have Jameis Winston and he's been a part of the culture for the past couple of years. So I feel like they're going to help him out a little bit. I mean, there are guys on this defense that can help out this team. Uh, Cameron Jordan, I believe, Marcus Davenport, uh, Pete. We, Werner, if he's still on the team, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore, Patrick Robinson, if he's still signed. Then you got this, the safeties as well. Malcolm Jenkins, if he's still on the team, and Marcus Williams. And that's just me from 9, not 9 to 12, but 10, 10 to 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you on, on all those points. And um, I meant to just getting to you. Uh, who do you have at 10 to 12? All right, my 10th ranked defense slash special teams is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I'm kind of low on them this year because they have the second hardest schedule behind Pittsburgh. Uh, like you guys were talking about, great defensive players in Calais Campbell, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, nice cornerback duo there, and Patrick Queen, who I feel like will take a leap this year. Um, they were sixth in special team rankings last year. And another reason why I'm, on, I'm low on them is because they're playing in the AFC North, which I believe is one of the hardest divisions behind the NFC West. Uh, they got teams like Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore twice, and even the Bengals. I feel like they're going to be better than what people expect of them. Um, my 11th ranked defense, another AFC team, uh, Cleveland Browns. I just feel like they'll have a nice year on defense this year. They've got the ninth hardest schedule. Um, guys like Miles Garrett, Jadion Clowney, who I know had a rough year last year, but now that he's playing on the opposite side of Miles Garrett, I feel like he'll see less double teams, which will allow him to get more pressure. And then uh, they got Denzel Ward, a great cornerback. Uh, they were ranked 28th in special teams, which is kind of rough, but I feel like they'll be top 12. And then my last team I have is the Chicago Bears. They've got the third hardest schedule, so that's why I was kind of low on them. They also would have one of the easier divisions in the league if Rodgers leaves the Packers. They'd play um, the Vikings twice, Packers, like I said, and then they'd have the Lions which should be two wins. Uh, and then they got playmakers in Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack, probably the best linebacker in the league. Uh, Desmond Trufant, solid cornerback. And they were ninth in special teams last season, so they have a solid special teams unit. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Definitely some solid defenses there. Nate, let me get to you for your 10 to 12. Who do you have? Uh, so for 10 to 12, I have um, the Patriots, Chicago, and the Browns. Um, for the Patriots, I think they have a decent combination of 
a pretty favorable schedule. It's not like the most favorable favored schedule, but it's pretty favorable overall. Um, I think in terms of defense, just in general, last year they did uh, really well. Um, I think they were top ten in terms of um, yards allowed. They got a lot of interceptions. They had eighteen. Um, they had, I think, twenty-four sacks. So they had a pretty decent um, year last year, and I think their schedule is going to be better this year than last year. So most likely they should be able to finish in the top 10 and Chicago. They, they're a pretty strong uh, defense overall as well. So I decided to put them at 11th. The only thing that I think is holding them back is their schedule. They have a a really unfavorable schedule this year. So it's going to be really hard for them to be higher than 11th. And for the Browns, I put them at 12th. Um, The Browns were outside of the top 12 last year. Main reason being um, they got burned on the pass all the time, pretty much. Um, Their D-line was really good. They had uh, Miles Garrett. Um, They have Clowney this year, so their their line shouldn't really be the question. The question is going to be, did they draft enough in order to not get burned on multiple plays and I think they did. They drafted JOK, which was probably the steal of the draft, in my opinion. Um, they ended up drafting Greg Newsom. He's going to be their right corner uh, cornerback. And I think cornerback was one of their weaker positions. And they still have a lot of really good uh, players from last year as well. For example, like um, Taki Taki. So I think they're going to be a really good this year, possibly 12th. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely Cleveland, not a team that uh, we can sleep on. But um, yeah, I'll just give you my number 10, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. I think a lot of people are sleeping on this team, and um, I don't think that people should be sleeping on them. They allowed some of the fewest amount of points. Uh, last year, obviously, when you don't allow points in fantasy, that's how you gain points. So definitely, uh, that's one benefit. Um, definitely just looking at some of the playmakers on this defense. Um, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, um, Tyran Matthew, Daniel Sorensen, Legereus Sneed. I mean, they do have guys on this defense, um, especially Tyran Matthew. Um, I believe he led most of the playoffs in interceptions. I don't know whether he finished as the interception leader, but he was really solid. Guys like Frank Clark, Chris Jones can get a lot of pressure in on the quarterbacks and um, definitely gain a lot of sacks there. Also in terms of special teams, uh, when you got McCole Hardman and Tyree Kill returning the ball for you, that's pretty much a recipe for success right there. Definitely not a team you can sleep on, I guess, in terms of uh, touchdowns and, and so on for special teams. Uh, they definitely have a very solid special teams overall when it comes to punting and, and kicking as well. Um, so yeah, I just couldn't have Kansas city outside my uh, top 10. I, I believe they'll pretty much be drafted in almost every league and they definitely should be. Um, and then number 11, I have the Miami dolphins. Uh, they had a huge jump last season in terms of fantasy points. They jumped from 53 up to 143. So a full 90 point jump. there. really solid. This defense is very young. Um, some of the vets got cut from this team. That's the only issue I have, uh, with placing them a little bit higher, uh, guys like Kyle Van Noy and others were cut this summer to make room for younger players. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. So I'm just going to dial back my expectations on them a little bit. But if you're looking at their secondary, guys like Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, and Eric Rowe, um, that's some of the, the, the best secondary that you see in football. I mean, they still have guys that can generate pressure like Christian Wilkins and uh, Jerome Baker and others. So definitely not going to sleep on on this uh, defense and uh, number 12, um, I have the Buffalo bills. Um, I want to have them a little bit higher, but I'm just uh, concerned a little bit from last season with uh, some of the point totals that this defense gave up. Um, I can't have them outside the top 12 because of how good the offense is on this team, which keeps the defense off the field. Definitely something that you want for fantasy when your defense is not on the field, they can't allow points. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, They do have playmakers on their defense, Jerry Hughes, Ed Oliver, Mario, uh, Mario Addison, Matt Milano. Uh, I know someone mentioned Tremaine Edmonds, Trey White, Jordan Poyam, 
Micra Hyde and others. I mean, like this defense, there are playmakers. You can't sleep on them. Um, and yeah, Buffalo has just been very consistent last couple of years, uh, 134 points in 2019 and 118 in 2020. So definitely uh, right in that solid top 12 level right there. Um, and then I guess we can just get to some sleeper defenses that weren't in uh, your top 12s. I guess any that either you have listed or come to the top of your head. Uh, Terry, I'll start with you. Well, with me, since I didn't rank the Chiefs on this defensive list, I got to put them up there. I mean, sometimes when we think of the Chiefs, you always got to think about uh, the offense. But then in fantasy, you always got to realize that the less time the defense is on the field, the less time they have to cost you points. Uh, outside of the Chiefs, I probably think of the Chicago Bears as well. I mean, let's not forget Khalil Mack is on this team, and then he is a dominant pass rusher. Outside of those two, not really that much else when it comes to the top of my mind, but probably when OTAs and the preseason starts to come along, we'll start to hear more and more defenses uh, building themselves up. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely two teams that um, they might they might go borderline top 12, but definitely a lot of playmakers on those teams. And I guess I'll just get to you, Nate, any sleeper teams that you might have uh, either on paper or off the top of your head. Um, I guess the Bills, uh, Kansas City, and the Cardinals. Um, for Bill, the Bills and Kansas City, they can basically turn on their playoff mode defense anytime they want, and if they do that, they're gonna end up having like uh, crazy numbers. So, if like for example, there you don't like Chicago or the Browns, you don't think that Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom are gonna be enough, you can always, um go with the Bills or Kansas City, uh, depending on if they're available that far in the draft. But um, I guess the Cardinals are also another team that um, I think people aren't necessarily going to take a look at this year. So um, if you're like, for example, in the 11th or, or the 12th spot, that's probably going to be um, – the Cardinals are going to be like, I guess, a team that you can also take a look at as well. I think they had 48 sacks last season and their um, allowed yards per game was pretty decent and they had an okay amount of interceptions. So um, if uh, there's some people that you like that were already taken, you can take a look at the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have Cleveland here on my, um, I guess, outside my top 12 teams. And I think they could easily go ahead of Buffalo, I guess, just because of the playmakers on their team, like Miles Garrett, Jadeveon Clowney, Malik Jackson. Um, I mean, guys, they drafted JOK, uh, Denzel Ward's here, uh, John Johnson. Um, you mentioned Greg Newsom. No one mentioned Greedy Williams because of his injury last year, but I think he's a very solid um, corner. Um, and then, yeah, like this, this whole defense is full of playmakers. He could easily surprise people this year. Um, definitely, if you're looking for a bit more upside, I think uh, Buffalo might be the better um, just overall conservative uh, drafting team. And then maybe if you're looking for a bit more upside, you can definitely ride with Cleveland. I mean, someone mentioned the Broncos. They were also on my sleepers list as well. Definitely a lot of good talent on that team. Definitely, they have been a, a solid defense uh, in terms of their identity over the course of the past 10 years or so. They've always been known to have a solid defense. Uh, Shelby Harris, Bradley Chubb, I mean, Vaughn Miller, Patrick Sertan, Kareem Jackson, Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Justin Simmons, probably one of the best defensive players on their team. I mean, their defense stacked all over the place. They just need to put it together against three top offenses in their division, the the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the the Chargers. I think that's what keeps them outside of my top 12, uh, the, the six tough games they have in their own division. And then um, Bears, I think you guys cover most of it, Khalil Mack and all the weapons there on defense. Um, they're just involved in a lot of low scoring games as well. Then I also have the LA chargers here. I don't think anyone's given some love to them yet. So I'll do so. They definitely have a, a solid up and coming defense. Uh, I mean, some solid uh, guys there, Joey Bosa, obviously um, you definitely have a good secondary Derwin James, Chris Harris. Um, they drafted Asante Samuel. I mean, uh, this team's going to be really solid. 
Um, definitely, if the offense takes a step forward, I can definitely see the defense doing so as well. And Amete, um, let me just get to you on, I guess, some sleeper teams that you might have, uh, whether it's on paper or off the top of your head. Um, I honestly didn't put any sleepers, but the two that I like from your guys' list was the Broncos. Uh, I feel like with a full year of Juan Miller, they can return to uh, being a great defense. And then also like the Saints, uh, I was really close to like putting them in my list, but I just couldn't knock any of these teams out of the top 12. And then one team that's kind of like a a risky one for me, I feel like the New York Giants, um, their defense is actually kind of solid. Um, just off the top of my head, they've got guys like James Bradbury, uh, I feel like he's one of the best corners in the league. Um, I think Leonard Williams, their defensive tackle, I like his game. And then their safety, I think it's Julius Peppers. Uh, Jabril Peppers, yeah. Jabril Peppers, yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, I think he's a solid safety as well. It's kind of like a risky pick, but I feel like they could have a solid year, especially with them playing in the NFCs. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have a solid defense. I mean, you mentioned Leonard Williams. I mean, they have Dexter Lawrence up front as well. They drafted Aziz Ojolari in the second round. He's going to be a solid linebacker. You mentioned James Bradbury, Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, Adoree Jackson. I mean, there's a lot of good names here on this defense. Um, I think they definitely can take a step forward. I think we've listed about 20 or so defenses. I think that um, when it comes to fantasy, there's about 20 defenses that are pretty much borderline playable and then I think the other 12 there at the bottom are just like you you can't really uh, play any of those defenses I guess teams like the Atlanta Falcons the um, Vegas Raiders the New York Jets uh, Jacksonville Jaguars Houston Texans those are like the bottom feeder type teams but I think that you can definitely um, I guess if you see value in a team you can definitely um, you know, pick them up or whatever. And I guess as the season goes on, there's a lot of defenses available on the waiver. I believe Miami was picked up on waivers a lot last year. Um, I believe a few other defenses, Cleveland was definitely one of them. Um, and then, you know, um, I guess as the year goes on, um, you know, you start dropping teams. I think the Eagles were dropped a lot last year. Um, and then the Colts were also picked up a lot. That's one thing that I noticed as well. I believe I won a league with the Colts. Um, so definitely, yeah, there's always going to be good defense on the waiver. Probably don't invest too much stock into drafting a defense unless you go uh, with a top five defense. Uh, if you don't get one, probably just wait a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, definitely um, take a look at some of the, the sleeper defenses heading into next season. And I think that's pretty much the end of Fanatics football. Um, we definitely dived into the Julio Jones trade as well as our, our top uh, defense special teams for uh, fantasy football. So um, that's going to be the end of this episode. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. Don't forget to check out the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, um, leave us a review, click the bell for notifications, all that good stuff. And uh, thanks again, guys. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you.